friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Vibes by Alicia, a lifestyle show that helps women 40 plus with lifestyle tips and hacks to enjoy their 40s to the max through education, conversations, and inspiring interviews. I designed this podcast to empower all of us to be so inspirational that other people crave our vibes. So today is Wednesday, March 1st, and um, publishing this episode a little late because, um, to be honest with you, I struggled um, this whole week with getting a episode up. It's been one of those weeks where I've been overwhelmed, just had a lot of things going on, and I just decided that, you know, I typically do my episodes ahead of time, and I've got a few batched for the month of March, but I wanted to make it a little bit different for March 1st because it's the beginning of um, celebrating International Women's Month. So I wanted to be a little bit different, and I wanted to really be centered around that, but you know what? Honestly, it just sort of feels like I just I just didn't have the the, the, the bandwidth for it. So um, today I just came in. I said, okay, I'm just going to publish it, even if it's not at the time that I usually publish, even if it's not done ahead of time. I usually work on my episodes at least one week ahead of time to create the descriptions and to insert all of the research that I want to put in there, um, make sure I've got all my links in order, make sure that my guests have all of that stuff ready to go. But you know what, it's just, it is what it is. And I think part of the conversation that that I'm having with you all today is a little bit about that um, and the expectations that we set on ourselves to achieve, to do, and to achieve a lot. And, uh, and I think that's where I am right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm just like saying, okay, I just didn't feel it. I just didn't have it in me to do it. Um, but ultimately, I did come in and I figured it out. I pushed myself to record for all of you because, you know, that's a commitment I made to us and I made the commitment for all of us. And so I'm here. And so what I'm going to be talking about today is because, you know, it's Women's Month and I wanted to celebrate that. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about social constructs for women and uh, the, the things that we're expected to be and uh, do as women in the world, in this society, especially in the American society, is something I definitely want to talk about because I definitely have some serious opinions about that. And I think a lot of my opinions on social constructs for women are unpopular. And they're probably unpopular with the women that are younger than I am. So I'll, I'm 47. I'll be 48 this year. Uh, very much a Gen Xer, very much raised in the Gen Xer mentality in the way that I conduct myself. It's very much um, in that sense. Um, when I hear women younger, millennials and Gen Zers talk about what they do and how they react to things or their behaviors, it's hard for me to understand just because um, it's just so different from the way that I was raised, number one. And number two, the way that I conduct myself is just very different from, from the way that young women are, are, are doing things. And not that it's wrong. I'm not saying that at all. It's just that for me, I think I struggle a little bit with... Um, accepting I think it's accepting that there's there's change and I don't accept a lot of the change I really don't I stick to my guns and the things that I feel are like important and I'm not going to change about myself I really am not it's not that I'm being stubborn I just feel that what I'm doing is better than the the other so I'm very clear on that and um, I think one of the things that you know really kind of just 
it gets me thinking about things and gets me wondering about everything that goes on is social media. So social media is that thing that you think, um, it's not, it's not for, it's not something that everybody enjoys, right? It's not something that I particularly enjoy. I do it because I, I pretty much have to keep myself out there. If I want to keep a podcast going and I want to get people to listen, I have to do it all the time and I have to you know, share. But if I don't feel like sharing, I don't feel like doing it. I'm not going to do it. I've, I haven't posted on my Instagram and my personal account for like three days now, just because I'm just not feeling it. And if I'm not feeling it, I'm not, I'm not doing it. So that's just me. And um, yeah, maybe I don't have the numbers I could have. Maybe I don't have all the followers I could, maybe I don't have the engagement, but I feel like that's just authentic to me. And I'm not going to force myself to do something I just don't want to do. And I'm 47 years old. I feel like I've earned that right at this point. I don't have to do anything that does just doesn't align with me and who I am. I'm not going to force a social media post if I'm not feeling it. Um, and there's times when I feel great and I'm posting maybe even twice a day and I'm, everything is amazing and wonderful. And there's times when I just skip days and that's totally fine. But I'm really not about the idea that you have to keep posting in order for people to be buying your stuff or listening to you. I think ultimately um, the way that I come down on that one is like I think people understand who I am. They trust me. They know who, who my, my work ethic they know the way that I, I lead by integrity and I lead by example and everything that I do. And I'm not going to just become something that I'm not. So one of the things that I see on social media all the time is the, the, the body positivity thing, the body ideals thing, the fashion, um, the constructs for women on beauty. Um, and that's something that really I struggle with because I feel like here's an unpopular opinion, guys. I feel like body positivity isn't necessarily good. I really don't. I really think that there is something to wanting to achieve a better sense of yourself and elevating yourself and not necessarily accepting yourself as, as you are. Um, for me, that doesn't work. I think that that's something that is just, um, I think it's very naive. I think it's a very naive mentality. I feel that as a woman, as a 47-year-old woman, if I was to honestly just say, I'm just going to accept myself as I am. I'm just not going to work, you know, work out as much as I do because I do work out a lot. Uh, I'm not going to go get my blowouts as much as I do because I do a, a blowout a week. Uh, I'm not going to go get my facials. I'm just going to let my skin be my skin. I'm going to let it breathe. I'm going to let it do what it does. I find that to me that sort of taking a lazy route in my personal being, in my personal um, sense of self. And I don't think that's a lack of confidence. And I think that's one of the things that just keeps popping up when I see social media and I see people saying, well, you know, if you were just more confident in yourself and who you are and you accepted yourself as who you are and what you are, then you wouldn't have to do all those things to look better. I disagree. I really, really do disagree. And I think maybe it is my upbringing. Maybe it is my age. Maybe I am showing a Gen Xer mentality. But no, I don't think that's necessarily true. My confidence is pretty good. And yeah, I do get moments of doubt. And I do get moments where I feel really shitty. But guess what? Going to get a blowout is therapy for me. Going to do my Pilates class is is another form of therapy. It's mental for me because of the breathing that I do, the stretching that I do. That, to me, helps me so much in regulating my hormones. And it's not accepting that, okay, you're a woman, you're going through a transition, you're, you're through going through perimenopause, and you just have to accept it and just go with it. Um, 
No, I just, I disagree. I feel like I don't have to just accept it. I feel that I can do something about it and I should do something about it. You know, there's this thing that just keeps popping up on social media. And I saw something, I think her name is Lainey Molnar, and I, I follow her because I think some of the things that she does is really fantastic and wonderful and her, her illustrations were beautiful. But there was a post that she added and I, it really kind of like made me think like, oh, yeah, I'm not about that. And she talks about fashion and body ideals and how they're constantly changing and we're always trying to match them. And she keeps saying like, you do you, you do you, you know, what's flattering, maybe, you know, being thinking about something that's flattering is just like accepting what society thinks should be flattering to you and don't even think about it anymore like let it go it shouldn't be a pro it shouldn't be an issue but honestly it is an issue and it's okay that it's an issue there's nothing wrong with that and I think looking at it in terms of like um how we we see ourselves and like how far we are willing to go with anything I think it's important that we self-reflect on that and I do believe there's there's items and there's things that are flattering and you should wear things that are flattering you know because she continuously says well you know we've been conditioned you know to compare ourselves and to to do things and like if you have a, a blouse in your in your in your closet that you love but it doesn't flatter you it doesn't feel good wear it anyways like wear it even if it's not flattering even if it doesn't fit you well I'm like that's fine I mean that's fine for any other person but I don't like the idea that you have to impart that idea on everyone because there's women like me that find a blouse that isn't flattering I'm not going to wear it and I'm going to give it away or I'm going to sell it on Poshmark or or I'm going to do a swap party and swap it because honestly I really feel that there is a reason why things are flattering there's reason why cuts are different there's reason why our bodies are different and I really believe in dressing to our body if my body right now is 10-15 pounds heavier and I have an outfit in my in my I have a dress in my closet that doesn't fit me and the idea is like no you should still wear it even if it's a little tight that's your body like you should embrace it like I'm not going to embrace that absolutely not what I am going to do is I'm going to do whatever I can to lose the 15 pounds if I want to wear that dress so that the the dress fits me well and it's flattering again it is not something that's a, a popular opinion for the younger crowd because I think a lot of the young women that I talk to and I listen to they're really about accepting and like I'm not going to listen to everybody and everybody what they say but honestly girls I think sometimes you should be listening I think you should be looking at yourself and being retrospective and saying to yourself what can I do to be better and what can I do to make myself better if for example losing weight is going to make you feel good and feel better about yourself you should do that and just because somebody says fat is great and fat is beautiful doesn't mean you have to accept that if that's their idea of how they feel good or how that makes them um I guess, accept themselves. And that's wonderful. And that's great because that's their decision. But I think so many young women are now looking at that and saying, well, let's normalize being basic, right? Let's normalize just being regular and not, you know, continuously trying to achieve and, and, and be better and grow better and do more. Um, that's a, I disagree. I very much disagree with that because I feel that, um, in my opinion, you should definitely be dressing to your body, be wearing clothes that are flattering to you, um, and definitely be working towards becoming a better you. It is, to me, I find it very, very condescending and very lazy and very um, detractive to say, just accept yourself as you are. 
to me, that's saying don't evolve and don't change. That's saying to me, just be who you are. That's who you are. And just if somebody loves you, they're going to love you for who you are. Yeah, of course, they're going to love you for who you are. But to me, it's like I would never just say to someone, stay how you are. Don't, you know, don't try to get better. That's absolutely not good. And it's not a good way to be, in my opinion. Again, maybe it's a popular opinion. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion. I don't know. It depends on how you were raised and what you think about, you know, your experiences and your own background. Um, But, you know, it kind of goes back to comparisons. And like, we're always comparing ourselves with people on social media. There's a constant comparison that happens. Somebody's, you know, traveling, somebody's got a new house, somebody has a new car, somebody has the most perfect husband, everyone's going to always find somebody that's going to be better. And that's not the point. The point is, are you yourself feeling better about yourself? Are you achieving those levels that you want for yourself? And those are setting goals. And those, and that's being ambitious. And that's being driven. And there is nothing wrong with that. You know, part of that conversation goes back to when I was on her, on her page. And she posted another one where she talks about... Um, uh, resting and like, I'm not lazy if I'm taking time for myself or they, if they call me lazy, I'm going to say, thank you. I'm honoring my body's need for rest. Or if they call me insatiable, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, thank you. I'm giving my body nourishment. Um, I, I, that's fine. And that's good. Um, but it's kind of like reframing it and like saying, okay, um, yeah, maybe I am over emotional, but I'm going to say I'm open to the pain and the beauty of life. And those are conversations that are happening. And those are things that are on. Um, and I think the woman who wrote this is someone named Nicola Jane Hobbs. And so those things are are, are, are wonderful in, in writing, but in, in practicality, you have to do a lot in order for you to get to that point. And in order to get to that place, it really takes a lot of thinking about yourself and how you see yourself. Um, and I think there's 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 this thing that I it bothers me a little bit about like, oh, if you're if you say you're ambitious, then you must be really aggressive or you must be a bitch. You know, you must treat people like shit because you're ambitious or if you're boring, you're going to say, well, yeah, I'm boring, but that's OK, because that's who I want to be. I just want to be ordinary and be OK with being ordinary and boring. And for me, it's like, no, if you're boring, like what can you do to improve? you know, to improve your personality, I would say, um, what can you learn? Maybe can you figure out a way to have a, a, a different conversation with someone so that you're not boring? It would, for me, it's about growth and like learning to be better at yourself and the things that you do. It isn't about just accepting things as they are. And I think that's the movement that's happening. It's like just accept and move. And just, if they don't like it, that's too bad. That's on them. Um, now I don't think so. I don't think that's how it should be. I think we should definitely don't go to extremes. I think for me as a Gen Xer, it's always been about the middle ground. It's always been about, yeah, I'm going to do what I need to do to feel better for myself. And honestly, yeah, if, if I feel good where I am, cause I've already gotten there, then that's great. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. If I am not okay with where I am right now, I can achieve more and I can seek more and I can go take more and take more classes. I can go work out a little bit more. Um, again, it goes back to like the, 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 the concept of, of being skinny and why so many people are on a Zempic or taking those shots, those B12 shots or whatever shots they're doing in order to be skinny. It's sort of like saying, um, 
Uh, okay. You're, you're a little fat. You've got a little bit, you're a little overweight. Like we can't even use the word fat anymore. And I, I'm like, ugh, it's, it's a word. Like stop putting so much meaning in words. Like it's, it's a word. And it's a, maybe that's a Gen Xer thing for me too. It's another unpopular opinion, but yeah, it's a word that I use and I can use it and I want to use it and I will use it because, um, I, I, I'm so tired of this monitoring of everyone, of these young people monitoring what we say and what we think and how we should express ourselves. And I think that's, um, that's definitely not helpful. I think that's detrimental, to be honest, because if, if you keep policing people and their morals and their judgments, um, I think that's just going to backfire on us because everyone is entitled to think and say what they want. You know? And I think that's the great thing about um, free speech and, and, and having our social media and people say, well, I can do whatever I want on my social because it's my social. Absolutely. But other people can have a disagreement or people can have an agreement and that's perfectly okay. But if somebody posts like, oh, you know, she's gotten so skinny. I bet she's on Ozempic or I bet, you know, she's taking something and like it's, it's their, um, they're ostracized or they are maligned because of what they're doing. It really is sort of like a, a reflection upon yourself and the people that are writing. And I think it's so easy for people to go on social and have those private pages where they can just spew the nastiest things. And you try to go to their page and you don't see anything. They don't have a photo of themselves. And it's just so private and they just don't like want to put themselves out there. And I find that to be like, okay, that's interesting how, you know, yeah, you go out there and you, you spew you hate and you talk about oh shut up you shouldn't say that like you should accept people for who they are you shouldn't use you know their pronouns if that's what they want to use and and they're very nasty and very ugly I don't think that's helpful and I don't think that's that's helpful for younger people and I think those are the people that are really using those things um cancel culture to me it's just like it's 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 really stupid it's very stupid again another thing that I feel like it's a it's it's an opinion that I have and doesn't have to be everybody's opinion but I don't delete people because I disagree with them I used to listen to Rush when I was Rush Limbaugh when I was in you know my early 20s because I wanted to hear what he was saying so that I knew you know what other people thought and felt about things and what his mentality and how his speech was affecting other people and I heard his his stupid diatribes and they were dumb but I listened to it and I never thought to myself oh I need to cancel we need to figure out a way to cancel this guy and get him off the radio and just you know malign him it wasn't like that because I knew other people felt that way and they knew they they, they heard Rush and they liked Rush or they like Sean um, Hannity or they like, um, oh, what's that other guy? That guy that's like such a, a mess, a hot mess. Um, Bill O'Reilly. I mean, I'm, t you know, those are the people that I listened to back in the 90s and the early 2000s and they were like super big on, on, uh, on radio. But I didn't, I never thought that I would create a post or go on Twitter and say, Let's boycott, you know, all of their advertisers. Yeah, they're spewing hate. I get it. I Believe me, I'm as liberal as they come. I'm a progressive woman. I, I don't consider myself a conservative at all in any possible way. But I don't see how, how that's particularly helpful to us and who we are. I feel like that's just making us lazy because we're not defending our point of view enough and we're not making it... Um, relatable to the younger people enough so that we can say you know what 
I'm comfortable in my progressive ideology that I don't need to cancel someone who's a conservative or go after somebody who's who's maligned. Like J.K. Rowling is maligned all the time because she has her own opinions on the trans community, and that's her opinion. And people, you know, um, burning her books or fine, fine, do it if that makes you feel better, but that's not necessarily helpful to the conversation. Instead of saying, well, she's stupid, she shouldn't say that, say, why do you, you should definitely reframe the conversation, is why do you think that she's wrong, and maybe how can we educate other people on how she's wrong about what she feels or how she thinks, if that is the way that you see things. Obviously, you know, everybody has the way they see the world, because that's their background, their experiences, the way they were raised. Some people are heavily religious, some people are not. Um, I don't see that as being something that we have to, that's why for me, council culture is so stupid and it's ridiculous. And um, as much as I hate a lot of the things like Marjorie Taylor Greene says, as much as I hate um, Lauren Bonert and all those people, I'm not going to be like, let's cancel them, let's, you know, tell them to go to hell, and like, yeah, that makes you feel better, that's fine, but to me, it's about really reaffirming how I feel about things, and 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 making sure that the people around me, or the people close to me know how I think, and how I feel, but I don't think I necessarily have to go online, and be really nasty to them, or to people who think like them, again, maybe that's a Gen Xer thing about me, but I don't think the young people are, are serving themselves well when they, when they do that, and it's just again, my opinion, unpopular opinions for the younger crowds. I don't think it's so unpopular for older people. However, um, another thing that I saw on the social media is this thing about resting and like um, women taking back their rest time, another social construct on how much women work and how much we do in the house and how much we, you know, we go to work and we take care of the kids. We have to be home for the husbands. We have to be ready to go for, you know, the moment for, for, for the guys to, to whenever they want to have sex. Okay, let's be ready for that. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't think that it's necessary. I think for me, again, traditional roles are important. I feel like, you know, there is, there is a role for me to have as a woman and as a mom and as a wife. And I don't, um, maligned women who who feel a traditional role in their life serves her family and I think there's something going on on social where they're like yeah I'm not going to be you know your server I'm not going to be that you know that wife that's just going to be waiting and hand and foot for you and have dinner ready for you guess what I always have dinner ready now you know the last three years when I wasn't working so much I have dinner ready for my kids I have dinner ready for my husband I have that because that for me is is my role as his wife is to make sure that he that, that my kids and him are fed and they are happy, um, and I think that's the reason why he does so much for me as well. If he didn't do as much for me or go out of his way to make sure that I was well taken care of, I wouldn't do it for him either, right? I mean, obviously, it has to be a two way street. I'm not doing something if I'm not getting anything in return. That's obvious. I'm, I have enough self pride for that. I'm not, you know going to be a subservient woman but I do feel like there are traditional roles that should be um that should be celebrated and there and that's okay I feel like you know these social constructs on women the assumptions that because you're a mom then you must be you know always nurturing yeah I'm not always nurturing and my boys will say it I'm not always nurturing but you know what when they need me to be nurturing they need me to be there for them I am um I feel that 
you know, not every woman wants to be a caregiver. Not every woman wants to be a mother. And that's perfectly fine. But those women that are moms and that are wives and they, and they do take on a traditional role, I think that's lovely and wonderful. And I think that's because she made that decision for herself. You know, that's her decision for herself. Um, and now going online and maligning them and saying, you're so stupid. Like, you know, we've, we're we in 2023. You shouldn't be doing all of that. And I think that's really dumb because, number one, most of them are probably not married. They're just saying that out of, like, because maybe they had a bad experience in their in their life, in their childhood. Maybe mom was a subservient mom. I mean, there's just so many things, so many factors can affect the, the way somebody thinks. But in that sense, it's it's... It isn't, it isn't, uh, it isn't, it doesn't always behoove you to tell other women or other moms or other, um, not even moms, just other women, how they should behave as a certain type because they, you think they're being conditioned by society to be a certain way. And I feel like that's really ridiculous. And I think there's a lot of room for nuance and there's a lot of room for people to make those decisions for themselves. And every single mom and every single woman and every single wife, you know, has a decision to make for herself. If she's not feeling like she's being taken care of by her family and her husband, then she's not going to take care of them, obviously. But if I am, and I feel like my, my, my role and my happiness is taking care of them, then that's okay. They take care of me too. I'm not. And by the way, if they're not doing something for me, I stop doing things for them because it's a two-way street. Every single relationship is a two-way street. It should never be just a one-way street. That's why we become bitter and we become nasty to each other. So there's one, I think there's this one post that talks about like, I'm just going to rest because I'm, I'm just in, I'm so much and I do so much all day. And for me, rest is something you earn. Again, Gen X are here, something that I've probably encountered in my whole life and I've been married 22 years. I don't just take a rest whenever I'm just like, oh, I'm tired. I don't feel like doing anything. I'm just going to take a rest. I earn my rest and I earn my recoveries. And that's just who I am. And that's as a person. Yeah, I am very type A. I'm a controlling person. I know that about myself. And I'm going to say that about myself. And I'm not going to accept, you know, that I'm just going to say, look online and say, these therapists are saying to you, you know what, you've done a lot. If you don't rest, and you're kind of giving other people the permission to work, work, work and hustle, 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 and never take a break. I'm like, well, that's their business. That's them. If they enjoy hustling and working their ass off, and they enjoy it, and they're happy doing that, and they're ambitious, and they're driven, that is good for them. Why me not taking a break or not resting or not, you know, they're saying, well, don't pick up the phone after five o'clock because then you're conditioning other people to not, you know, to, to, to call you after five o'clock when you're supposed to be with your family. Like, you know what, guys, I pick up the phone five, 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock. It doesn't matter if I have a work and I have work to do and I have things and I have people that are, that are need that need me. I say, call me at any time. I'm traveling. You can call me at any time. I am not turning off my phone just because I feel like, oh, I am um, creating this monster out there that it's okay for people to call others after work hours. If you don't want anyone to call you after work hours, that's your business. You set those boundaries for yourself. Um these movements on social media that say all of us need to jump on the boat and we all need to be on this together because then nothing changes. 
that's ridiculous because we're all different. Even as women, we're all very different. We all have different ways we run our lives. And that's perfectly okay. I am aligned with the women who work a lot, who have a really great work ethic. Again, a work ethic is subjective. I know people are going to say, well, you know, work ethic for you, what does that mean? Is that like all day, every day? Or does that mean like it's nine to five? Or I have a great work ethic and I don't work on the weekends. For me, a great work ethic is just pushing through like moments when you don't want to be there and you go to work anyways. And I, you don't call in because you are having cramps or you don't call in because, um, you know, grandma is sick or, you know, your uncle died or uh, to me, that's, that's, those are just excuses. I, you walk, you walk in when you're, you're supposed to walk in because you have a responsibility to your boss and you have a responsibility to your listeners. And I came in today late and all, but I came in because number one, I gave myself some grace and some time. And number two, because I have a responsibility to my listeners who are looking for something every week and who ask me on DMs or who ask me when we meet each other, like, hey, when are, when's the next episode coming out? Or when can we hear this? Or when, are, when is that going to happen? That for me is, is, is what it is. And I think there is there are clear lines and there's clear things. And I think there's so much out there that like we have to we are always like policing ourselves. We always have to be careful about what we say because there's somebody ready to throw so, some judgment at you and just, guys, we're always judging each other. We, what, 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 what's the worst that can happen if we didn't judge and just let people be who they want to be, right? I, you know, this whole thing of like, don't pick up the phone after five because then you're giving you know people the idea that other people can be calling them. If I'm like, listen, I pick up the phone all the time. Call me. You know, that's just who I am. And I, and I don't see why I have to change or why I have to be another person because of that. There's another social construct that comes to mind. And I read and I saw this on social and it was through Family Karma, the show that uh, it's about the Indian community in Miami. And there was this one thing that popped up. And I think her name is Anisha. And she was putting an ultimatum on her on her boyfriend to to be engaged by a certain time. And I think she gave him like three like a few months they had already been dating for about a year a year and a half but she wanted him to propose within like a certain time frame and everybody on the show was like oh I think I don't think she's doing right I don't think she needs to be setting ultimatums like you know who does she think he is telling him like what kind of ring she wants and like to me she's she's an empowered woman she knows what she wants she knows how far she's going to take it she's 38 years old she knows what she how far she wants to go with someone she likes him they they have a good relationship and if she says to him hey i think we should be definitely getting engaged soon that is their business that is who they are together as a couple and he did propose within that time frame and she got the kind of ring that she wanted i think it's important that we ask for what we want you know, there's another girl on that show, Monica, who's always waiting for the guy to finally come around. She's like, oh, I don't want to sound desperate. But yeah, she is desperate. She sounds extremely desperate. She definitely wants to be engaged. She definitely wants to be, but he doesn't want it the same thing. That's a great moment for her to say, okay, this is an ultimatum for him. He's not going to do that. It's not in my, in my plans to be with somebody this long. If there's not a proposal, that is her prerogative to to decide that and to say to him that and if he decides hey I'm not ready I don't want it then he's not for her perfect move on go to the next guy but if Anisha says to her man hey I want to be you know proposed to by March 5th I think with the Mayo it is or it's going to be hot girl summer 
she made that decision with him and she told him exactly what she was looking for and what she wanted. And I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's great that women are taking that sort of um, uh, stake in their life and making those decisions. And, and, and if you have to set ultimatums, I think ultimatums are a good thing. I don't think they're necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, they say it's pressuring somebody, but I think it really pressures them to make a decision one way or another. And I think indecisiveness is something that just keeps happening because nobody ever tells them to make a freaking decision. And that's another pet peeve of mine. Stop being indecisive. Make up, make up your mind. Decide your gut tells you, and you should be trusting your damn gut. That's the thing women are taught. It's another social construct. Don't listen to your gut so much. Like you're, you, you know, you need to be nicer, be better. No, listen to your gut. If your gut tells you that's the person for you, then go for it and ask for the ring and say that's what it is. It is what it is. You believe in in our relationship. Let's move forward to the next step because I'm 38 years old and I want to have children. It is a reality. It is what it is. She's the other girl. Monica's 30. She wants to be engaged. She wants to. Okay, fine. She wanted to have kids as a young, as a younger mom. So then make that decision. Decide whether or not that person is going to be for you. If they don't want to be with you, and they're still going to be postponing things because they still have things going on for themselves. Then get out of the relationship and move on. There might be somebody else that's more um, aligned with your values, aligned with your goals, aligned with your time frame. I gave my husband a photo of the the exact. Um, uh, engagement ring that I wanted. I didn't wait for him to decide what kind of ring he wanted to get for me. I made it super easy for him. And this is the ring I want. This, These are exactly the stones that I like. It, blah, blah, blah. Took a photo. I, I actually cut it out of a magazine and gave it to him. That's just me. That's who I am. That's what I like. I'm very decisive in what I like. I told him exactly what kind of things I'm, I'm interested in, what I like. If his values align with that and he's okay with that kind of... Um, uh, that kind of a girl that makes those decisions and she stands with those decisions, then he's he's the right guy for me, right? I mean, those are just people that uh, that 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 are that are attracted to you. You attract people who are like you in so many ways. It's not always necessarily opposites attract. I think that's another thing that's not always correct. Um, I couldn't live with somebody who was opposite for me. The reason why we last and the reason why we're close and the reason why we love each other and we can put up with each other after 22 years together, 25 knowing each other, it's because we're very much alike. We very much think the same way about ev- like mostly everything. Yeah, we do have a few things that we disagree on, but big values, big, uh, big uh, issues, we're very much aligned. And I think that's the reason why we're we're you know, well-equipped to be together because um, we're not constantly trying to negotiate who does what, who, you know, what, who's better, whose idea was better, who's, you know, this or that. No, it's pretty much we're both on the same thing, on the same alignment. And I think that's important. And all of these are things that are always on social and like I get so bugged out over them. I just like, oh, I don't want to even like look at some of these things. It's just so stupid, some of the conversations and um, uh, of course, I, I stand up for, for women. I stand up for those things. But I think part of standing up for women is allowing each individual woman to make those decisions for, for herself. And if, if her life bugs me or whatever she does is something I don't, I don't, I don't agree with, then I'm probably not going to be close to her. Maybe I'm not going to be around her. Um, and that's okay, but I'm never going to say to her, change, you shouldn't be that way, or maybe you should, you know, not be who you are. I think that's 
that's the point, you know, it's so much of that that goes on on social and on Twitter. Like, let's cancel them because they don't agree with me and I'm not going to. Of course, don't buy from people who don't align with your values. I don't buy from a lot of people. I don't. I will never go to Hobby Lobby because they don't align with my values. I'm not a Christian. I am definitely not homophobic. I don't agree with a lot of the things. I'm not going to go shopping there, but I'm not going to say cancel Hobby Lobby or don't go shop at Hobby Lobby. That's where you like to go shopping. Obviously, people are going to ask me, well, would you shop at Hobby I'm like, no, I'm not going to shop. I'll, I'll go to Michael's. That's where I'm going to get my stuff. But... Uh, you know, going on Twitter and just maligning everybody who does, and we're like, oh, you're stupid for, you know, giving them your money. Listen, that's their money, right? That's what they want to do with it. Um, who am I to tell them to not uh, not go shopping where they want to go shop or if, if, if they do one thing that I disagree with you know sometimes it's 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 okay if if i if if i go somewhere and i don't agree with everything they do i don't like walmart and i don't like the way they treat their employees my mother was an employee of walmart for many years but if i need something from walmart i'm going to go shopping at walmart because they're probably the people that have it and it's probably cheaper there it is what it is i don't like amazon i don't think the way that amazon treats its employees but sometimes you have to go on amazon and get something because you're not going to find it quicker anywhere else that's your prerogative. That's the whole point of this whole conversation is we need to stop canceling others just because we don't agree with them. Boom. All right. We're done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I can't keep talking. I wouldn't, I'm going to keep going forever. Uh, I want to hear from you. Tell me, are you kind of like of, of, of the same mindset? I mean, do you d agree? Do you disagree? What do you think? I want to know. Um, and it's totally fine, guys, if you disagree. I, I'm probably going to hear from a lot of the younger girls that listen. Like, no, you should be teaching us a lesson. You should be teaching people a lesson. And you should, uh, I hear it. I hear it. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I don't agree, but I hear you. And I'm there for you and for your ideas. I just think some of you need to grow up a little bit. You need to go through some years of struggle. You need to go through some years of facing obstacles and challenges. And I know some of them say, oh, I've already gone through so much in my life. I think you still have more to grow and more time because I think wisdom comes with time and age. And if an older person wants to teach you something and help you, you know, develop a certain set of of traits and values i think you should listen i don't think you should shut them down go home reflect on what you heard if it still doesn't align with you and doesn't make you feel good and doesn't make you think that maybe it isn't an improvement fine at least you gave that person your ear and you gave them that respect to listen to them and that's what i'm trying to say to you all i'm that's exactly what i'm trying to say is just listen to them open yourself up to the conversation and then if you go home and you reflect on it and you still disagree and don't think that, that what they said was, was a good idea and doesn't align with you and who you are, fine. That is so totally okay. But immediately shutting people down because they don't agree with you, I don't think that's necessarily a great thing. All right, guys. Join my group. I have an insider group. And uh, go follow my podcast sponsor, Elmer Garcia. All of the details are on the episode. I hope it was a good one because I lived for it. And um, now you know how I feel about all the things. Oops. Love y'all.